shepherdess at Harmony Farms here, where we encourage you to think big, start small, and don't quit. Welcome to today's episode of the Shepherdess Podcast. And today I am laying it all out on the table. And what you're about to hear is actually an audio from my most recent video, which is my financial reality as a sheep farmer. And it is basically just laying out the expense categories and what I have invested to date in my small scale sheep farming enterprise. Now there's a bit of humor in this video that is probably going to be lost in the audio, but keep that in mind. And if you guys wanna watch the video ad free and you also wanna see the pie charts that are being referenced in this video, head over to shepherdessvideos.com and that is gonna be the most recent article there. One of the things I want to note, and when I put this out on YouTube two, three nights ago, almost immediately, the audience picked up on the reality that the cost of land is absent from this financial record-keeping tally, really. And to be honest, yes, my land is something that I am grazing for pretty much free right now. I have a profit-based lease agreement with my family on this 23 acres of pasture. And that is an extremely generous agreement. I will be the first to own up to that. And to be honest, the land was the reason I got into what I'm doing today. It was the realization of this undervalued asset and this underutilized asset that spurred me in the direction of grassland agriculture just a year ago. We moved from the city to the country and we were basically just sitting on this 30 acres we'd have hay made on it every once in a while and you guys have heard the story from me i looked out my window it was during quarantine 2020 and i realized there is so much more i could be doing with this i mean i didn't know anything about agriculture at that point in time but I looked at it and intuitively knew that I was looking at 23 acres of opportunity. And my parents were extremely gracious to me and basically gave me free reign to do whatever I wanted to on this 23 acres. And so I wanted to address that here in the podcast format. I would not be a farmer were it not for this resource. It was the realization of this underutilized asset that stimulated me to stewardship in this area because when we have opportunity, we're gonna be held accountable for what we do with that opportunity. And I will be the first to admit that I have an incredible opportunity in this 23 acres. And I felt the weight of, of that stewardship responsibility as I began to research what I could do on this acreage. And conversely, I want to address this. Somebody in the comments section kind of flipped it in a way to make it seem as though unless you are some type of land heiress, you cannot do agriculture of any kind on any profitable scale. And I want to rebut that very strongly and really caution you guys against that kind of a mindset. And that's just really an entitlement mindset that's going to cripple you in anything you do. If you go into your life or if you go into opportunities 
Comparing what you have to another and saying, I cannot because I do not have what he or she has, you're not going to get anywhere. You are not going to get anywhere. I could say the same thing. I could say, I don't have a thousand acres like my friend Carl up the road, so I can't be a successful regenerative farmer like he is, regenerative rancher like he is. But to be honest, the Lord has given every single one of us all we need to do what he has for us to do. But I wanted to address that, that the cost of land will not be present in this financial tally. And were it not for the opportunity that I had in this 23 acres, I probably would not be a farmer today. So a bit of gratitude there. And thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it gives you some insights and information on where I stand financially in my operation. Hi guys, I just got done selling some stuff from my farm. I'm here to talk about actually how much money my farm is making. Hi. My my farm account is due at Okay, that's no problem. What is um what's the total amount on that? Alright, uh no problem. I think I should have what I need to cover it. I will be up there to to get that taken care of in just a second. Okay, thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Um, anyways, I am here to talk about the money that I've made on my farm this year in my first year. Hello. Yes, local co-op. That's that's me. Okay. What did what did we buy again? Because my animals pretty much just eat grass and I don't really buy a lot of feed. What was that for? Oh, that's right. Okay, that's that, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I do remember that now. Thank you. Alright, I will be up there to get that paid in just a little bit. Okay, perfect. Alright. Hey guys, I am here to talk about how much money I have made on the farm this year. My profits versus costs versus revenue. Hi. Yeah. Farmer Nate does not want to work for free anymore. Well, you can tell him that I do not appreciate that attitude and that he is fired. Alright. So, anyways, um, I'm just going to get to it. I have a seven-year plan. Hi, vet clinic. I know. Yes, I, yeah, I know. I remember that. You really saved its life, and it, it really helped me a lot. I guess the bill is due on that, right? <laughs> How much is that bill again? Okay. Uh, maybe we can talk ab about a, a payment plan. Alright guys, yes, I'm about to give you a full look at my expenses for 2021, which was a startup year, and that means I spent about 10 times more cash than I actually made in this first year. Well, I did not go into debt for this. It was pretty much all of the monies I had in my pocket. But despite that, I am extremely optimistic about 
what I found when I ran my profit analysis for year number one. All of the data is here that I need to do that. I have had one full year of expenses and then I have data on my first livestock sale. Granted, the scale I'm working on is so small. I'm working on a micro scale. In fact, I only had 16 productive ewes in lambing 2021. But profitability in business really has little to do with the size or scale you are working on. In fact, if you can nail down profitability and cut your losses on a small scale, you will be profitable on a large scale. And then conversely, if you are bleeding to death on a small scale, there's no sense in imagining that you will not also bleed to death on a large scale. So I'm getting ready to flip over to some data. And I have run this profit analysis in a four-step process, guys. And I've created a worksheet for you to do the exact same thing for yourself. Before I delve into all of the pie charts that are specific to my operation, I want to give some context for people who may not be entirely familiar with my story. And to be honest, there was a point that I've never have really covered in detail. I talk a lot about using existing resources to launch my farm, and I've been blessed with some incredible resources. However, on February 6th of 2021, I took my personal farming journey from passive to pretty aggressive. On February 6th, I realized that I really needed to fish or cut bait with my goals in being a regenerative farmer for profit. At that point in time, I had been running grazing management for six months on the flock, and I realized that their well-being was really closely tied to my grazing. At about the same time, I realized that I may have a faster track to profitability as a shepherdess than I would have as a cowgirl, which I initially thought I was going to run beef cattle and sell grass-fed beef for profit. But sheep really became evident that those were going to be more profitable for me and gave me a lot more flexibility with respect to how I could sell them. This all again culminated February 6th when I said to myself, well, I'll just roll the tape from February 6th. I need to own them to run full force with it. <laughs> so I prayed about this decision because it was kind of life altering and I moved forward with a buyout offer to my family for the entire flock, which was 25 ewes and a ram. The offer also included the cost of the perimeter fencing, the sheep-specific perimeter fencing that my family had just finished installing. While I could have just bought the sheep, to be honest, I can't run sheep without the fencing, and the fencing is useless to my family without the sheep. And really, I wanted to do that because to cover the cost of the fencing really gives a more realistic picture investment-wise of what I'd be looking at if I did not have so many existing resources at hand. So there is some perspective for you and that is really one of the reasons why I am going so hard and heavy at this work because I am in with both feet and to make it work without some serious losses it's going to require some serious focus. My overall goal is to run 80 breeding use, and that is where I really need to be stock-wise to generate the income that one person needs to make a living at farming 
in the way that I am doing it. Okay, so let's get to it. Four steps to determining profitability in your operation. And the first step is this. Take all of the expenses to date and put them on one big spreadsheet and then split those expenses into major categories. So my seven categories were number one, farm infrastructure. And the farm infrastructure accounted for 50.4% of overall costs to date, which includes things like the compensation for the sheep specific fencing, the infrastructure required to run my rotational grazing system, which is electric fencing, a DIY sheep shoot that me and my farm hand put together. It was mostly him. I bought a sheep trailer and then portable troughs to feed supplement in paddocks over winter and so forth. Major category number two is the cost of my livestock. This cost includes the 25 ewes that I initially bought, the ram that came with them, and then it includes the cost of sourcing a new registered ram for the flock. Costs include travel. I traveled quite a lot to find what I wanted on that front. And then also included in here is the price of just a very small set of registered ewes to begin that second flock. And then this also includes the cost of my personal membership in the Dorper Sheep Breeders Society. So that is 40.4% of total costs to date. Those first two categories amount to 90.8% of what I have spent so far. Third on the list of seven is animal health, and that accounts for 4.7% of total expenses to date. Animal health includes things like hoof trimming supplies, lambing kit items, items to keep the ewes healthy and the lambs healthy during lambing time. This includes things like dewormers, a setup to do fecal egg counts at home, and mineral boosters for any ewe that just might need a little boost of vitamins or something and etc. But that's generally the animal health category right there. And that was, again, 4.7% of costs to date. Overwintering was 1.8% of costs to date. And this includes hay, protein supplementation, and minerals for those winter months. 1.1% of costs to date is year-round feed supplementation, which is just a mineral on pasture, and sometimes I will put out a protein tub. 0.8% of costs to date are grazing management books and educational items along those lines. I'll include a link to a video I created on my favorite books for those who are going to ask. Check it out down below. 0.7% of overall costs is marketing, and this would have been probably a lot more if I was not a marketer already. But basically what I spent money on was website hosting for shepherdessdorpers.com and I did all the rest of the work myself. Okay, so my step two was I removed the cost of appreciating assets from my list. And I'm gonna put forth two terms here really quick. There's appreciating assets and depreciating assets. Appreciating assets are things like livestock, which only increase as, as long as they don't get attacked by predators or disease. So I removed the cost of appreciating assets from my overall operational costs. And if a ewe dies or is cold and there was not a replacement for her in the lambing season in that same year, that is when I will count the cost of the animal 
in my expenses category. But not until the U is cold, sold, or dies will I figure out how to address that cost. And that cost will just come straight as a cost for that year unless she was replaced by an offspring. But depreciating assets are ones that will need to be replaced over time. Those are things in the farm infrastructure category like fencing and materials and equipment. While they won't need to be replaced for several years, they will at some point need to be replaced. What I did in step three is this. I divided the cost of all of my depreciable assets by the total length of my business plan. And my business plan is seven years. So I took that one big hunk, that huge cost of farm infrastructure, and I divided it by seven to get the actual cost of that farm infrastructure for 2021. And here, after step three, we have a very good picture of my costs in this year. This is a very even spread and a very accurate look at what I spent my money on in 2021. It comes to 43% farm infrastructure. The cost of my livestock was nothing because I had plenty of replacements and, praise the Lord, very little mortality on pasture. Animal health amounted to 29%. Overwintering was 11% of costs for this year. Feed supplement was 6.7% of costs for this year. Books and education were 4.9% and marketing was 4.4%. All right, so step four, and this is sort of a livestock specific thing because again, we're dealing with unappreciating asset. We're dealing with animals that have offspring and if they're sheep, they have a lot of offspring pretty fast. But I acknowledged the value of that offspring as a reinvested capital gain. And that's kind of a creative uh, label on my front. But I see my ewe lambs as a capital gain. But this year, because I'm building towards that 80 ewe lamb number, I'm keeping all of my replacement ewes. So instead of trading that product for cash, I am just reinvesting it straight into my operation. But nevertheless, I want to acknowledge those gains because those are gains that I worked for. Those are gains that actually reflect what farming is. So this was a net increase of seven ewes in my flock. And so what I did was I took the costs and I took the overall revenues, which was the cash from my livestock sales, you'll see in dark green, and the reinvested capital gains, which are my ewe lambs that I put straight back into my operation. And guys, I was so encouraged because with all of this, my operation had revenues that exceeded costs by 36% in 2021. Now I have to stick it out in order for these numbers to be accurate, but these numbers are encouraging. And a lot of the expenses in categories such as overwintering and animal health, I was learning and I was buying things that I probably didn't need and probably won't ever use again. So I will be able to trim the fat on those expense categories, as well as refine my sales channels for maximum profitability in the coming year. But overall, year number one with a 36% revenue over cost is pretty significant. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you would like more content surrounding regenerative farming, and my journey towards making it profitable, please go to 
www.harmonyfarms.blog and be sure to subscribe to my newsletter there. 